He's only got three albums. Nerdstock on Music 77. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's the first the one. Beetle Blue album. Welcome. Welcome. So, right. this, uh, we've done well, lads. We've all done a good job of listening to a lot of Fall. Yeah. And now mm. we're going to indulge in a few hours of us just playing whatever the bloody hell we want. This um, is therapy. It's, it's, it's the musical version of Toy Dare. When you is. get to bring Connectbar into school. I, know, I like the fact that you stole Chris Barra's line from the bunker this week. Good line, that. It's okay. Good. Um, but <laughs> it's because it's 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 Jerry stole his Bus Abbott joke, isn't oh, it? Oh, the atmosphere. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's low-hanging fruit, isn't it? But joined by uh, John T. Rugby over there. How are you doing, Pip? Uh, I'm doing great. I haven't just rolled out of bed, honest. No. <laughs> a day late and a dollar bloody short, as usual. And joined by Ezra. How are you doing? Fantastic. Brilliant. <laughs> I know you've put some controversial so choices on. He is. He is. It wasn't supposed to be an honest question or answer. It's just merely a formality. This is a man who knows how to, to pass off an answer. Al, Al, how are you? I'm great. Got me crocheted, Frank. Courtesy of Clary was on the podcast. Is that a crochet? It's crochet, yeah. It's oh, wow. bloody test to do that. I thought it was played up. I, I thought it was a novelty cake at first. <laughs> well, it's all wolf on this. It's it's fantastic. Beautiful. You can probably still eat it. And uh, I mean, Chris Barra, CB, how are you doing, CB? I am well, thank you. Yes, glad to be here. Yeah, this is the first one of these, so you yes. you know. It's the first time. I think it's the first time we've all actually been together on on, on an episode, isn't it? Double digits, <laughs> double digits. Yeah. Ooh. So what we do, we start off, we play uh, some songs, and uh, Alistair just always sends me a list of fantastic songs. So I'm just going to play three of his uh, in the order they popped up in his list. Um, <laughs> Can't and, help uh, us all. So we're going to listen first to Medina by La, P- La Pithons de, Fun- de la Funes, um, uh, something of Congo Tronics uh, by Sobanza Mimancia, Mimanisa Kiwembo, and uh, DJ Scotch Egg with Snotch Chicken. So let's have a little bit of a listen to those. <laughs> Madina, prête-moi ton grégolet, le poulet m'en a fait cool, gratuit. Hier soir, par la misline, je vous invite à la débarquer. C'est à qui d'entendre couvert, qui porte la racle du fleur fanny. Madina, grouille ton calbasse, le rhum d'un trois petits soldats arrosés. Ôté, Madina, du père simple, un gars sur la pointe parée. T'as l'air la boutique va fermer, tout le banc là va filoncer. Ôté, Madina, des pères Madina, 
Just to say uh, for yourself, you stop that one before there's a bit where it drops off and it, it just like stops and it just goes, which is that would have been great to see, but you didn't give me the numbers, so that's all you get. <laughs> what well, you we had, well, that, that last one was got DJ Scott Chegg, who uh, good mates with shit, Matt, uh, and uh, Japanese chap. I don't, I don't know if uh, uh, Mr. Ezra knows him, why right, you know, um, but. It's an old one, like, but it's a, it's a bloody good one. Um, then you have the, like, the Congotronic stuff, which is, well, it's Congolese. Um, if you watch the video, it's uh, that's quite entertaining because it just shows you the poverty that's going on there. Uh, but that completely inspired me to sort of like use thumb pianos and to like really fuck them up. Uh, Shitloads of distortion. I think with, with them, like, it's just like they've, they've got. Um, equipment that's just buggered, so it just sounds distorted. It's what, not meant what, to be. What, what was that small kind of handheld thumb piano kind of organic thumb techno kind of device he had? Yeah, thumb piano. I think they're all yeah. kalimbas. They're all thumb pianos, but they're they're yeah. hooked yeah. up to like homemade amps and like and um, yeah, it's proper like DIY wiring. It's uh, oh, it's yeah. good Rob stuff. Did it awesome that. that that Congo. Yeah, there was a beer can on a crate. <laughs> I often use that to generate my own techno at home when I'm, you know, <laughs> feeling the need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the first one was Mauritian. Uh, it was like recent recent purchase. Um, so, yeah, La Pythons, Dave, what? I can't remember. Uh, but that's just such a happy song. Lovely, lovely, uh, you know, melodic. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a good one to set the, start the day off with. Yeah. I really like the the first one was great. It reminded me of Gal Cossa. Reminded me of Oh yeah, it's got that mm. kind of vibe on it. And then that second that was that buzzed up Kalimba is amazing. I must I must check out some of that Congratronics. That's amazing. Phil, I've got a box set if you want to borrow. Yeah, I will. Yeah, the the first track was lovely, great for swanning around in the middle of summer with a cocktail too. I think I lack cultural context to go any further than that. Uh, the Congotronics crew I've seen live. Every time Ooh. they've come to Japan, as far as I know, and they're just always fucking insane. Like, it's just stuff that you never want to end. That looks like a great party, that Congotronics. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the dancing on that on that video, which is off the Congotronics 2 thing, smashing. Um, they like birds, I know, Scotch Egg. Maybe I've seen, not sure. 
I don't know if he's still best in Brighton or not, like, but uh, he's a Japanese chap. Uh, but yeah, he, he was best in Brighton. It's all a part of like, like the wrong music um, scene with shit, Matt, and all those types. Yeah, I loved all those, Alistair. Superb <laughs> stuff. Um, especially, uh, yeah, the uh, Sombaza Bigancy. Yeah, fantastic. Love that. Yeah, like, like, uh, like you all say, I'd love to check out more of that. Excellent. Nice. Well, first up, we have a co- competition where. Um, you know, we try it. We got a, a playlist of endless, beautiful things. And first up tonight, uh, Pip, your song, which I think is the pen, pineapple, apple pen, long version. <laughs> I believe you're putting that up. Pico Taro. Well, I was, I must admit, I'm a tongue in, tongue in cheek when I suggested it last night, but I'm curious to refer. If nobody else has heard it, we'll play it. Really? I thought it was like a worldwide phenomenon. Ezra knows it well, well I'm I sure. Don't... You know it. Chris, do you know it? No. Oh. Interesting. Yes, it's it. Let's put it on. Well, it is It is up against... It'll, um, go, it'll go up against any of these songs. It'll knock you straight out. So what's your oh, least favourite song now? Those songs that you picked to start off with, like the, the original ones for the competition, blah, blah. It's a lot of... Yeah, we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't be bothered with it. Just play stuff we like. It's a stupid game. That's what we specialise in. It's, yeah, we it's up against Magic Onion. By the lovely eggs versus this pineapple pen, apple pen. So have a listen and see which one wins in this in this competition. What we're doing. Favorites, the lovely eggs versus picotador, pen, pineapple, apple pen. Is it? It was a cultural phenomenon. It's got half a billion views. It's you know, it's uh, my kids have watched that. Yeah, of course. But here is the question: Which one is the best song to go on our playlist in this this proper important competition? What we're doing right now, Alistair? I I want to know your opinion. The pen, pineapple. It's a difficult one. You know, pineapples versus onions. Um, 
it's all vegan, so that's good. Um, so I'm going to split my vote. <laughs> oh, splitting, very nice. Oh, here's another another game tonight. If you like it, get a point if you find a fall reference in any of these songs. If you can make oh, this fall reference, is it Ma- Magic Onion? Magic Onion's full of them. Uh, I, I believe the... they show totally wide at one point. <laughs> they do, they do. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's one point for me. Um, <laughs> Pip, which way are you going? You chose this song as a yeah. As a highlight. Yeah, I'm very unhappy about the fact that you've just torturously played that as well with Japanese adverts over the top of it, just to try and sway my fellow podcasters there. That's how they do it in Japan. Everything's got adverts playing over it. So I'm going to give all my points to Pen Pineapple Apple Pen. Pen Pineapple, what's well, doing well so far, isn't it? Ezra, which way are you going? Well, um, as a Lancastrian and as a person who's known the the happy eggs since before they were even eggs um you're not making it very difficult for me indeed the happy eggs would have to do much 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 worse to get one over on the fucking pen pineapple apple pen 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 uh, <laughs> which is i mean there it it has its charms but i've yes. had it sung to me enough forever you, you might even say it's it's lovely it's um it's a lovely song uh, to go up against the the band of the Happy Eggs from Lancaster, but um, that I pretty think sure that... Martin Smith used the word pen in some of his songs as well. So do I get I a point? Check, for that? check Dan's. Uh, if you can give me some more uh, some some more information, maybe Garden Slushy what, Pen. What do you think of these lovely songs, uh, Chris Barry? Yeah, um, Pen Pineapple Apple Pen. Not for me, to be honest. Uh, it doesn't do a lot for me that one. No. The um, the lovely eggs one. It's because he didn't never... play it. It's because he didn't play it, Chris. He just yeah. kept playing adverts over the top of it like that because he's because he's he's got him mean. He's a mean man. <laughs> but I've, I've never heard that lovely egg song before. But it took me back to the nineties. It sounds like very uh, old school, very old fashioned. You're right, Chris. Old fashioned, very stuff, old fashioned Lancastrian kind of vibes. Nice, but it, it's that's what that's what people of our age want. Oh, isn't it? So yeah. it's it's going through. It's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's nostalgic. So yeah, it's lovely. Golden days. But Ali, you know right? You know definitely what, shouldn't be doing this. This is a total there isn't waste a of single time. fall song that features the word pine. No, it's true. Banana. Trick question. He was trying to trick you. <laughs> anyway, but moving Kotaro, on. I just realised I've got another point for this for fall it. game, yes. fall reference game. Picotro has eyes. As did all the members of the fall. Oh, well done, Ezra. Well done. That's right. one point for you, but no one can use that I one again because now you've you've got that one sorted. And I about the fact that he uses the word Phil three times. I'm docking <laughs> Ezra a point for calling the Lancaster band the Happy Eggs repeatedly, even though their name is the Lovely Eggs. So yeah, I'd like to point out to zero. This is all being He's got, he's got the fall mentioned pens in like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs. Brilliant. Do you want to know which one's the Go on then. Craigness, he clutches a pen, clutches pen in hand, dog is life, and I didn't have a pen. Garden, see what flows from his mushy pen. He pep, and I stick my Parker pen under my ear. Octo realm, Ketamine Sun. Your brother's in the pen, but then you see your electromorph, the acute, keep your pen with a cap. And he also says, keep your cap on your pen and your dick in your pants. Vixen, 
she needs a poison pen, and you haven't phoned it yet, your pen is encombed in mattress. Brilliant. And for that, because of that, you're you're going last in this competition. But uh, Ezra, your choices are up first. So um, you've would you like to describe your the three uh, tracks that you're bringing to the table? Yeah, can do. Um, first one is um, Flex by Prolapse, um, which is basically pretty much almost everything that I want to hear when I listen to music in one song. So it's pretty damn fucking great. Um, then we've got Bro- Peter Brotzman, very sadly missed uh, German jazz musician with his pal Han Benink um, blowing horns in streams in Schwartz, Sh- the album Schwartz, Schwartz Voldfart, I suppose. Um, which is a beautiful album of field recordings by two very eccentric people running around in the in the woods in Germany. And then there's the new Apex Twin. I think that's all I need to say about that. And finally, Domestic Jungle by Derek Bailey. This one's really interesting to me because way back in the day, um, Derek Bailey released an album. I think it was called Guitars, Drums, and Bass. Oh, that's, yeah, that's brilliant. That one, that is fucking fantastic. I remember that from the nineteen nineties. Well, it's it funny to say that, Alistair, because I think it's cack. <laughs> uh, like, and the reason it's cack is because they just got some fucking idiot to make these boring breakbeats. Which yeah, Bailey it's, over. It's, 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 it's Derek Bailey improvising, and that's all I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll grant you that much. Bailey never puts a foot wrong. But the kind of impetus behind it was the stuff on this album, where he would just basically sit at home, crank up the uh, pirate radio, which was playing the jungles at the time, and play along to it. And so, yeah, you know, like, this album is the kind of beautiful cultural smash that guitars, drums, and bass was... So drastically, <coughs> tragically not. Uh, and it, it's beautiful. It's kind of like the sound of um, Samuel Beckett writing a Judge Dredd story or something. Beautiful. Let's have a listen. I'm going to keep the prolapse on for the competition. So we'll have a list of Brodsman, AFX Twin, and Derek Bailey. Oh, my God. 
There you go, Brotsman, Benick, FX, D Bailey, and some Rinse FM or whatever it was. CB, anything to to say about those tracks? I I enjoyed all of those. Yeah, I think uh, Brotsman. I, I I don't know his work at all, so I need to understand kind of his, the context of um, where all that's coming from. But it's certainly fascinating. FX Twin is very solid. You know, good uh, good uh, reliable stuff from him. Well, then David Bailey, that's, that was a fascinating one for me. He sounded um, like a bit of a touch of kind of tortoise to that, but but in more in more kind of extreme, taking things in more extreme direction. So like, I'll definitely check uh, some more Derek Bailey out. Um, all, uh, all fantastic stuff. Yeah, the Derek Bailey stuff, I mean, I agree with Ezra. I listened to that drums, bass and... Um drum bass and guitar one which is over like pre like specially made drum and bass stuff and this only came out a lot later where he's actually playing over recording those are very quiet but um he's he's actually just playing over the radio for whatever reason copyright whatever they weren't released until a lot later but it's it's really nice stuff and brotsman just died peter brotsman's like a free jazz uh you know kind of avant-garde kind of um sax stuff and uh it's uh it's beautiful that's a a, a lot yeah. more uh th- those field recordings things that's an unusual kind of take on things but yeah great um yeah, pip yeah you want anything you want to throw in those uh yeah it's not it's it, it's not my bag really but the um does the apex twin track do anything it's kind of it was very very laid back off my ear it's new. He just put it out this week, but it, it doesn't really do much more than that. It gets a bit more complex, a bit deeper, but it more or less uh, stays on yeah. the track. Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of like free form jazz kind of stuff either, so it's uh, it's not really to my taste. Wasn't doing it for Pip, but everyone else liked it, Phil. I don't like saxophones. Do. Don't get me on saxophones. Get out! Get out! Alistair, anything <laughs> anything there tickling you? Yeah, I've got stuff by all of them, like on vinyl. Um, Brotsman, uh, really loved the Die Like a Dog Quartet um, project that he did. Uh, and he'll be sadly missed. Um, Bailey, uh, again, like, you know, he's sadly missed. Um, brilliant improvisation, uh, you know, like a brilliant guitar player. And he would just, it's just like you're walking down the street just playing a song kind of thing. It's just like, it makes it up as he goes along. It's, it's fantastic. And, I think his guitar style. Uh, I've I've tried airping before now, um, and uh, I, I never feel confident when I'm doing it. Uh, but he just sort of like uses confidence with, with what he's doing. He's it's just it's natural to him. I won't be surprised if he's autistic or something like that. But uh, oh, he was. Uh, but yeah, I did the, the new FX Twin one. Um, but I thought it was okay. That's not too bad. Is there anything that we want to add? Yeah, um, yeah. The Broatsman and Bennick mm. one. It's maybe mm. not the best representation of well the most typical representation of Brotsman's playing because you know he was a real kind of gut bucketer I suppose you could say like it was free music but he was always kind of playing from 
I suppose you would say, the soul. And there was always a degree of melodicism or lyricism uh, to his playing, even when he was going absolutely fucking insane, which he often did. Um, interestingly, he he played a lot with Derek Bailey, but kind of like criticized Bailey for being too intellectual in his playing and too like, you know, remote and British in his playing, whereas he had the like kind of soul power, I suppose. Um, but yeah, at the same time, he fucking loved him. And yeah, the Aphex twin track, you know, like with the last Aphex album, Cyro, I initially wrote him off, but then I realized he'd been listening to shift work <laughs> and like, yeah, Bush. you know, shift work, I feel was an album designed to get people who don't listen to the fall or who would dismiss the fall into listening to the fall. And it's a great Trojan's horse record. Because the more you listen to it as a confirmed Fall fan, the more you realize it's fucking great. And it's the same with Cyro. Like, you know, it took me a while, but I got right into it. Um, and I also see Ortecra is coming up. And so there's a lot of, to my mind, it's so interesting to compare those two artists. But I'll save that. Have you ever noticed that uh, Dave Bush is an anagram of Richard James? <laughs> just, just saying. Uh, yeah, especially the jerbit in it. <laughs> D- D- Damo mentioned Hambenic when we talked to him, right? Uh, but I'm not taking a point for that one. So the competition, Al's next. Uh, Al's up next, and he's. Um, Are you going back to the shit list? Going back to the shit list. It's back in black by Wing. Oh, it's classic. Up against Exmal Deutschland Inkabus Succubus. So let's have a listen to those two. Cause I never die I got my life 
smell Deutschland Inkabus Succubus. And every time we play wing back in I think the joke's not funny anymore. But as soon as I start listening, oh yes, it is. <laughs> but here's the real question, Ezra. Which one's staying on the list? Are we putting X Mal Deutschland or or Wing? I think the intricacy of Wing's beat programming just puts X Mal Deutschland in the shame, I'm afraid. Yeah, Exmo was a nice, uh, a nice uh, post-punky kind of uh, new wavey tune. It took a while to get started, but it was nice once it had, had hit. How about you, CB? Yeah, um, Exmo Deutschland. Um, I've heard a couple of their LPs, and I, I always just thought they were didn't even have their own identity. They, they, they're trying to be kind of a bit early cocktails, a bit Susie the Banshees. So I, I was never that big a fan, but but that song is awesome. I love that. Is that kind of some of the more kind of this early that's that's a single from about 1982 uh, that I bought for 50p second hand in Allen's at about 1990. Uh, didn't quite get it when I first bought it, like, but there's a right fucking Teutonic nastiness to it, like, uh, and it's going yeah. on about it's going on about sex ghosts. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I thought it was awesome. I, 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 I like that one. And Wing, mm. like you say, quite um, quite a basic. Um, Interpretation of ACDC, but I liked it. But I'm going, uh, going with X Man. Basic. How dare you? <laughs> well, I, I was, I thought I was going to agree with the Chris Barry, but it seems we're at odds here because I'm, I'm, I'm winged all the way. Yeah, that X Man out for me, really. I thought it was yeah. a bit, bit dull, bit uninventive. Whereas, uh, Wing. It's it's the gift that keeps on giving, though, isn't it? It's kind of downer, isn't it? Pip Rigby today, but I am with you. Wing all the way. I'm afraid. So. Uh, Al, which way would you go, given given the choice? Well, they're both beautiful, so I'm going to split my heart again. Ah. Splitter. Rotter. Okay, well, uh, we're going in order of uh, first come, first served, and so I'm up next. I'm going to play you a, a, a nice uh, pastoral, fluty 60s track by Nicholas Greenwood um, called Hope Ambitions, and, and something off uh, this, one of my favourites, the Watersons' Frost and Fire. A calendar of ritual and magic songs and play mm. souling songs off that. And then um, Bonfire Part 2 by a rapper called Young Manny, which is one of the most unhinged rap songs I've heard by the rap singers in the last few years. Let's have a listen. <laughs> Future 
Boom. So, uh, Pepe, I saw you smile a little bit when those flutes came in. I knew you'd be like, oh, another shit 60s song <laughs> from O'Leary. And then you're like, ooh, hmm. Yeah, the Nicholas Greenwood one I thought was really nice. Uh, I've, I've clicked that on my uh, listen to it later list. Um, I thought it was really nice. There's Soul in song as well. I thought it was bright. It was nice and folk atmosphere. I'd have to listen to that young money one a few more times, I think, before I, uh, before I, I, I get my head around it. I'm uh, not as all fair with hip hop as you guys, but um, but interesting. But I like, really like the Nicholas Greenwood one. Yeah, it's bright. Yeah, it's really sweet. I, I don't know where it's come from, and I like that cover of just a bunch of meat that's made into the shape of a dude. Was there, wasn't there a Beatles album? <clears throat> Yeah, there's the one with the babies, with right? The babies. Yeah, the raw oh, meat. Yeah. That's a great cover, isn't it? Yeah, All yeah. our yesterdays, I think. Is like that, that Beatles for sale? No, I, I think it's. I think it was. It's just an American release. I'm pretty sure it's all our yesterdays. Yeah, it, it was a it was American uh, compilation yesterday and today, right? And then they they pulled yes, it, it and oh, replaced it with the uh, one that didn't have <laughs> meat and babies all over. <laughs> <Bonkers>. <laughs> Um, they replaced it with this cover of, of just macker in a box. We all know what that means, don't we? But, um, Ezra, any of those tracks do anything? Any comments? Yeah, all of them. Um, the, the, the first one, I forget the name of the dude. I think for me, the best part was the album cover. Uh, it was interesting. I did do some research when I was listening to it. And apparently he, he was in a band called Khan. Which also featured a pre-gong Steve Hillage, 
Um, and this album, uh, Nicholas Greenwood, Cold Cuts album, was until the invention of the U-Pubes, uh, an enormous rarity and loads of like hairy, flaky, spotty prog fiends would like wet their pants if you even just said that you'd seen it in the record shop. So that's that. Nice. Soling song, The Watersons, fucking brilliant. Three for him that made us all beautiful stuff. Want to hear more of that. Young Manny, that's, you know, that track got me jacking. It got me twerking over the gas, the, the, the uh, <laughs> gas range, like my own farts and like, you know, playing with a, with, we don't have a drill here. So like the best thing I could do is like get a couple of chopsticks and kind of like do this with them between my hands as if I was trying to make them catch fire, which is quite dangerous for Japan. Um, but going through the comments of the YouTube video, apparently this young Manny chap lives in Poshville, Bethsheda. And so, um, you know, I don't care, you know, like you can, you can still do your violent, violent raps and I can still enjoy them because that's some fucking damn good rapping. Oh yeah. Look how many fires, things. look how many fire icons there are in these. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never seen that much fire before. Alistair, what do you, anything? Yeah, yeah, the, the cold cuts one. Um, I, I didn't know, but it really reminds me sort of like uh, you know, like one of those kind of projects that Robert Fripp had done, like a uh, you know like side project to Crimson or something. Uh, very nice. Uh, Watersons, they're like British folk, bloody royalty, aren't they? Like you know, um, I know they like the Watson Carthy stuff. Saw Martin Carthy just before like pandemic and all that kind of crap in Southport in a, a fucking tiny room. This is a guy who plays, you know, you can pack out the Surge and, and get said, but it, it was like somebody's bloody living room size venue. Amazing. Uh, so, yeah, um, Corker. I, the, I like the rapping on that song. That was very good. I've got a thing about those kind of beats. I don't like them. Uh, it's, it's the thing with it. They're just like doing stupid shit with your eye at that isn't groovy at all. It's just filling. It's um, soulless shit, that, that kind of beat. Um, the rest of it was all right, but they, they, they need to have a word with themselves, I think. The hi-hat player. He was, what the, he was like the third row back. Listen, Alistair. Kill him. You murder him. You don't go... It's just, <laughs> murder them hi-hats. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> don't uh, murder your neighbors. Murder your hi-hats. Chris Barra. So yeah, so Nicholas Greenwood, he was a bit uh, Nick Drake on a, a fish, yeah. first listens, but then um, a lot more strings involved, which was uh, which yeah elevated above Nick Drake stuff. And then the flutey and the flutes came in, yeah, I loved it, good stuff. The uh, the Watersons that took me to um, um, the Wickerman Wickerman movie, yeah. and that kind of um, that the landlord's daughter. Bulky kind of stuff. It's got a great kind of atmosphere to it for me. Um, I like that. And then that that the uh, the final one, Young Manny. Uh, yeah, I like like the kind of rawness of that. That kind of disjointed kind of rawness. Um, so I'm not particularly a fan of rap stuff, but with that more kind of edgy element, I like that. Yeah, it's really unhinged. I really liked that. This is with the yeah. stuff. It wasn't quite as out there. So, um, but uh, it's always amazing how popular these are as well because it's pretty out there. But it's like one point two million views, <laughs> right? So it's um, all right. Well, next up in the contest is actually Chris Barra's song, which is uh, "No Dash" 
by Oteca. You chose that. And it's going up against uh, God Star by Psychic TV, which was on the original playlist. See, Alistair is all excited now. You shit that. Don't We shouldn't do this. This is why we do it, Alistair. The tension is rising. Oteca yeah. versus Psychic TV. Come on. I'm going sh- to shit myself with excitement. Tell you what, all them spaces are going to play havoc with the uh, software. Is just going to rip them all out. <laughs> Sound like bloody Arctic by the end. Of it. Godstar by Psychic TV up against it. No Dash by Orteca. Chris Barry, tell us which way are you going on these two? Which one stays on the Eternal playlist? Well, it has to be Orteca for me. Uh, that The reason I went for that one, what, what, what's kind of fascinates me about that is it starts with a very kind of chaotic beat, but then kind of gradually kind of takes form until kind of, kind of by the end, you've got a very coherent, satisfying beat. I've just never heard a piece of music do that before i just 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 think it's fascinating um just love yeah, that usually goes the other way right yeah exactly yeah it's very um original kind of uh way of doing things but then the other one yeah they're not a band for me psychic tv a little bit kind of indie pop crossover i like that the intro sounded fascinating but then it just went went a bit uh 
and a bit um, 80s indie. Yeah, it's Genesis PRH from um, Throbbing Gristle, right? This is the band that uh, they did after they uh, finished that. Passed away recently as well, I think, yeah. right? Alistair, which way are you falling on this? Uh, Orteca or Psychic TV? I'll go with Psychic TV because, I mean, Orteca, I, I do like it on several records by, and they all sing same. <laughs> uh, and I, re- I remember, I remember him going back to like uh, sort of about nineteen ninety four, like when uh, I was involved with a, a band called Merseyfair, and we, we were on a TV program with Orteca. So that's like when they were first starting. Uh, so I've been, I've been well aware of him in, in like Peel and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but yeah, the, um, the Psychic TV one, that, that's uh, spiritual shit going on there, like, and it's all about Brian Jones. It's a mystical shit. Um, you can't see like, his face Gen- Gen- but, but the, eye, Gen- the look he just gave was the Templar Psychic Youth Bray Carney we had on our podcast used to write to the Templar Psychic Youth and uh, they asked him to send off uh, send them um, I think it was samples of blood semen and piss oh no shit and he did and then they wrote back to him and uh, said congratulations we now own your soul oh <laughs> clear all clear they brought um, back to him and said, "You've got type one diabetes." And we <laughs> <for> three weeks. <laughs> Irritable bowel syndrome. Pip, which way? Well, I I really like Orteca, uh and I like <laughs> that tune. Um, but it's that the the God Star tune for me is quite special because that was the tune that actually got me back listening to the Rolling Stones, the Brian Jones stuff, and uh, which I really really enjoyed last year. I had a bit of a deep dive with the Rolling Stones early back catalogue, which was which was great. So. It's, it's a bit, bit sentimental for me, the Gold Star one. So uh, I, I do like that, but it's no no slight on Orteca. No, it's it's a nice jangly tune, the God Star. That Orteca one was nice as well. It wasn't one of my favourites of those. I don't agree with Alistair that they all sound the same. But I'm <laughs> taking the, the rotters way. Out of a host of ridiculous things that have been said on this podcast, that is possibly the most ridiculous. It sounds a bit like Stairway to Heaven, I think. <laughs> Um, Ezra, which way are you going? Ah, oh, this is an interesting one. I mean, like, uh, yeah, Orteca, actually, they kind of, you know, I was thinking a, a lot about it because I was thinking about Orteca and Aphex Twin, and they're, you know, kind of equivalent in their excellence in my mind. But Aphex Twin, his music is always loaded with cultural references, whether it be like an Amen break, or like a reference to Cornish mythology and his track titles or a sample of his someone in his family. You know, this is all kind of cultural humanistic stuff, whereas Orteca almost always annihilates all that, and it's just rigid, brutal, formalist stuff. Form. Play of form. And... I really actually fucking love them for that. And it kind of reminds me of Derek Bailey. He had a lot of that. But like Derek Bailey, they take it to the nth degree where it becomes part of their performance and it gets kind of hilarious whilst at the same time always being extremely, extremely fucking good. And then we get to uh, the psychic TVs and they're always, you know, I love Throbbing Gristle Coil and uh, Carter Tutti, but... Yeah, you know, and and I love, maybe love's a bit strong, but Genesis Peorage, of the music I've heard, I'm always more interested to actually just hear what he has to say. So I'll go with Orteca. All right. And do you know what? Like, 
for, for a random Genesis thing, like when he died, the last thing that I'd listened to, it, it was this was weird as fuck, was uh, the song Dead on Arrival um, by Throbbing Grissom. By Orteca. No, by, by, uh, from the third and final annual report, which was like, like learning that he died and then looking at what I'd listened to, the last thing that I listened to, and it was just like, that is so fucking... So it, was, it was your fault, is that what you said? Is this confession time? Spooky. Yeah, I killed Genesis Piorage. I, I give him leukemia. <laughs> well, to see what Stu thinks, because it's a draw, but here's, here's Disco Stu's uh, stuff. Chris Barrow's got to go in 10 minutes. <laughs> Good. Yeah, all right, we'll get a few well, more we'll be for days, yeah, Chris. <laughs> Can't leave, now you've started. That's part of the contract. So, yeah, young lad called Sunra is uh, Stu's picks, Disco Stu, Sea of Darkness. And uh, thankfully, he's brought Brendan. Ligeti. Is he, is he, have we got some Ligeti? I was going to say. Calm down, lads. We've got the Ligeti. Hmm. And then our favourite Scott Walker is up there. So. Sky is a sea of darkness when there is no sun. Sky is a sea of darkness when there is no sun to light the way. When there is no sun to light the way. So Ligeti, Sandra, Scott Walker, big hitters, one and all. Um, yeah, that that Ligeti, obviously that that kind of arpeggiated kind of bass line running through it was very reminded me very much of a, a bunch of Kraut Rocky stuff. You can see the connection there. Good find, Stu. Well done, Ezra. What'd you make of those? 
Yeah, I was going to say the uh, the Ligeti reminded me of E2E4 by Manuel Gotching, yeah, yeah. actually. Um, yeah, the, the, they're all excellent. Uh, for me, the standout was unsurprisingly Scott Walker. Uh, it, it's so amazing because, you know, that song's from the album Tilt, which I rented from Lancaster Library, um, who knows how many decades ago. And... Yeah, that time that I rented it out from Lancaster Library was pretty much the only time I listened to it. Uh, the first track on that album, Farmer in the City, is one of my favourites. I often return to it. The other songs I've not heard since then. And then just listening to this, I immediately like kind of ID'd it. And I think, you know, like Scott Walker is so fucking amazing for that. Like there's this particular feeling you get when you're hearing his stuff. I, I'm speaking of his tilt and post tilt stuff because I often go back to Scott three, four and Walker brothers stuff, but all the stuff he did from tilt onwards, it's kind of, you listen a few times and then maybe you don't listen to it again, at least for me, because it's so fucking intense, but you just remember it. And, and there's this feeling of things getting somewhat unmoored. You know, it's incredible watching this. I was like, wow, I suppose Jandek was all, already going fairly strong at this point. But there's strong Jandek vibes as well with the guitar playing and, and the whole delivery of it. And it's fantastic, unique. Scott Walker is yeah. so fucking great. It's beautiful and, and, and stark and out of the... I'm going to... What I'm going to do is I'm going to make an executive decision as Chris Barrow's got to go soon. So... Chris, why don't you talk us through your three and we'll play them. Uh, oh, Chris Barrow's okay. got to go in a few minutes, so you're going to see what he <laughs> thinks about his tracks and then we'll play them. And if we want to have a chat about him when he's not here and say bad stuff about you him... You can start behind great. my back, can't you, then? All right, what have you, what have you brought to the table? Well, I'm kicking things off with uh, Gore by Black Dice. They're uh, quite a favourite of mine. I like how they're slightly like Orteca in a way, that kind of every element... Is a bit kind of wonky and kind of shifting and, and kind of off, but um, but you know, not like Orteca that they, they they come up with something actually quite catchy and uh, fun and enjoyable. So uh, yeah, they love lovely good a bit, a bit of fun black dice. Then I'm on uh, David Grubbs and Susan Howe piece, uh, Wood Slipper Counter Clatter, which is a 40 minute um, piece combining some uh, lovely kind of piano uh, phone sounds. And um, Susan Howe's kind of kind of prose poetry, um, just lovely atmospheric piece you kind of get lost in. Really, really big favourite of mine. And then for my third one, I've I've gone a bit uh, a bit soppy, and I've gone through the trees part two by uh, Mount Eerie. He's kind of a, like a bit of a kind of more of a lo-fi kind of experimental, but kind of singer-songwriter. Um, and it's just uh, quite a conventional song. This one, it's uh, just a lovely. Lovely song about kind of nature and and mortality, and uh, again very uh, atmospheric. But uh, I find it all quite lovely. Aye, well let's have a listen to those three and see what we think. <laughs> I'm <laughs> 
granted that the ill await the count who shall, three guesses three times, in all. The expires, and she then runs to the. choices by Chris Barra. He's gone, but uh, yeah, the Black Dice Gore, uh, the Wood Slipper Counterclatter by David Gubbs and Susan Howe, and Mount Erie um, Through the Trees Part 2. Pip, anything to say on any of those, including the, the stew selections, the Sunra, the Ligeti, the Scott Walker? So yeah, Chris Barra of Chris Barra. I really liked all three of them. I thought that was great. I'm, I'm definitely going about checking all of them. Uh, Black Dice track was was funky. I was getting into that. It reminded me a bit of Liars, actually, some of that stuff. Um, that Heron Grubbs album I've never heard of before, but I'll be definitely listening to that. That really reminded me of... Um, <clears throat> it reminded me of some bits off that Joan of Arc album. Is it 1984? Um, the one with all the by-raw drawings on it. Um, um, I don't know. There's bits on that way too, but uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna have a listen to all that lovely stuff. Yeah, um, so the, the David Gubbins was quite different to what he normally does. He was in the Red Crayola with with Mel Thompson for quite a few albums, and he's the he's got it's a very. Weird you say that. I, I when that Mount Eerie track came on, I thought that sounded like Mel Thompson at first. The guy singing for Del Sol. Well, Gastrodel, so yeah, that's that's Jim O'Rourke and David Grubbs, right? So Bill Elverham, mm-hmm. who sings for Mount Erie, who's the main guy, and he's in another band called The Microphones. Um, his voice sounds kind of like David Grubbs's voice. Um, it's interesting that I don't think there's a direct connection, though. Um, there's nice stuff. Is there anything on any of those? Uh, three? Yeah, I, I, I really liked all Chris Barrow's choices. I'm, I'm very much into CB. I think I deserve a point. Um, I've tried to make that joke many times, but it hasn't landed yet. Uh, yeah, the the Black Dice one. I remember picking up their first album when it first came out, and I liked it. And then, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. This kind of again, this brutalist approach to electronic music, which you know, it, it's a kind of rock approach. But yeah, that that was maybe my least favorite of the three. The, the Mount Erie one, at first I thought, wait a minute, this is Will Oldham, isn't it? <laughs> and, I, 
And I felt like that. And, you know, at first I also thought this song needs at least 30% more feedback on it. But it did really grow on me. Uh, the Grubbs and Susan Howe thing I thought was fucking amazing. And I'm looking forward to, you know, getting going out to a bar and getting spiked with some kind of exotic drug and coming home and listening to that in its entirety because I'm sure it'll be just what I need at that time. Um, but actually, in its own time, it, it, it it's quite immaculate. Like, great words. I, I didn't listen to the whole thing yet. Great, but from what I heard, great words, beautiful piano, an incredible kind of sound, very evocative, very yeah. special. Beautiful stuff. Al, anything to add to any of that stuff? The Scott Walker, Ligeti, Sandra, or, uh, yeah, Barra's choices? Stu's choices were, were pretty good. Like, you know, I, I do like Ligeti. Um been familiar with his stuff since I was a child, but mainly from the uh, 2001 soundtrack, track, uh, which was from 1969. It's that's some more Carvel stuff where... Uh, that one reminded me, like, you can hear uh, Philip Glass in it. You know, he's, he's, he's probably been influenced by Lizzie. Um Scott Walker, amazing. You know, somebody who's sort of, like, gone from being, you know, a big star making pop tunes to sort of, like, doing decent music with, like, Sun and stuff like that, uh, experimental stuff. Uh, it, it, would have been, it would have been interesting to have heard Gav Friday on that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll steady on. Come on, the Walker Brothers were fucking sick, mate. Sun ain't gonna shine anymore. They invented golf, man. We, 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 we on. Gav on it. Sun ain't gonna shine anymore with Gav on it. He's uh, broken him. Everything should have Gav on it and be in the red. No, it's not groovy sun, enough. It's not groovy sun, enough. Sun Ra, bloody love Sun Ra. Um, so, yeah, it's great choices there. Uh, I like the Black Dice. That was very good. Um, so the two I weren't familiar with. And they were very enjoyable so yeah nice nice well we're gonna have a, a listen to what i brought to the table and and uh so i'm gonna play you a, a, a track by meridian brothers see if you recognize it it's actually a cover oh um, last last week uh on a radio three there were there was a live session by meridian brothers very, very good band really good stuff wonky oh, like yeah um cumbia kind of a really yeah, yeah, the beats, the beats. All right, and it's up against Drinks Corner Shop, which there is a clear fall reference in Drinks because Tim Presley's in them. But let's have a listen. Que me explicaba el talquín y me hablaba de todo en bailín, de cómo hacían el amor y me destruían la diversión. La única pinta que tocó mi flow fue el hijo del pichama. La única pinta que tocó mi flow fue el hijo del pichama. El fue, el fue, el fue. Fue mi primer amor y era un Es el hijo guapo del señor que le llaman el pichama. Yo 
sí que pensaba en su cosilla cuando llegaba a Barranquilla Porque ya tengo 32 años, ahora ya tengo la libertad Es un derecho y es igualdad La primera pinta que tocó mi flow fue el libro de Pichamán You all guess what song it was. I try and stay away from covers uh, too much because it is a bit of a cheap trick, but that was such a good one. I mean, that, that, that all Meridian Brothers record that came out last year um, is absolutely amazing. Yeah, for, from uh, Colombia. And um, and then Drinks, which is Kately Bond and um, Tim Presley of The Fall. Uh, I'm, I'm, think, I'm swaying towards that Meridian Brothers track, although I really do love that Drinks one. Which way are you going, Al? Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to split all day, me. Like, uh, oh no, he's voting for a cover. Have you seen him now? He lost all his integrity. No, I, I, I'm splitting. <laughs> I, splitting Phil, it's nothing to do with covers. I, no, right. I, I think you should have picked a, a non-cover Meridian Brothers one. Like, they, they are amazing. It, it's a band I've never seen live, but uh, I'd love to see them. And it's like I'm on me kind of wish list when they're over in the UK next. I'm definitely going watching them. It's unusual uh, to be uh, kind of experimental cumbia, exper- experimental kind of like, I, I know we've we've had stuff in the past that's come out of um, Argentina and Brazil that's been a little bit more the Tropicalia stuff that's been a little bit more left field, but there, there's some wacky stuff going on in some of their and it's, oh, it's, it's, it's recent. The blending, the, the blending sort of like techno in with it as well, like with some of their other stuff. Um, so you got like bleeps and, and things going on. Uh, but with like, you, you know, you kind of like traditional sort of like Latin American kind of groove. Um, Groovy stuff. Oh, yeah. By them hi hats. For which way are you going? Been, the, the murder. Not groovy. Um, I have not heard of the Meridian Brothers before, but I really, really enjoyed that. I thought it was great. I'm definitely going to check some of that out. And um, I'll talk about the song itself in a minute before I introduce my songs, actually. But the the other track, the um, the drinks one, is absolutely amazing. It's so good, that song. It's beautifully put together, and her voice just sounds absolutely exquisite on it. It's a beautiful blend. The whole, the whole thing comes together. So I, I think I'm going with the drinks track, but... I, I really like that Meridian Brothers stuff. If if their other stuff is anywhere near as good as that, I'm, uh, I'm in. It is, Phil. It is. Mm. Good stuff. Have a listen. Ezra, which way? Meridian or uh, drinks? I'd like to indulge in a thought experiment about cover versions. Yes, please. <laughs> Strap in. If you're, if, you're, if you're in a toilet, having what a piss. How did all those stories start like this? Oh, no, Alistair. Just, just <laughs> in the toilet, having a piss, minding your own business. 
And then you heard a voice whispering in your ear, hey, I've just done a great cover of Pocking My Pocket <laughs> by the studios. Would you hate it or not? Would that be viable as art or not? Depends that what context. Explain it's my vote. I suppose, I suppose it's my pocket, isn't it? So, <laughs> well, it's art then. <laughs> but it doesn't say whose cock it has to be in my pocket, right? Are you talking poultry? You make a very good point, Ezra. I, I'm taking it that you go that you're splitting your vote as well. I am. <laughs> okay. All right. So something happens. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna have a trek uh, down Phil Lane. And uh, we'll have a listen to. But uh, it's interesting you picking sort of a preacher on though, because because uh, <laughs> that's sort of a lot of resonance for me, having been the son of a preacher man. And uh, so it's it's something that's caught quite a lot in my life. So right. I'm, you know, I I've got an interest in the obscure and the occult, and so I like to pick a theme for how I pick these songs. Nice, and so right. that's the theme that I've gone with. Really, have you Just, made me hot? You, you you should be able to share. Um, so the first track I'm going to put on is is something I discovered a few months ago. It's a guy called Exuma, who's a, a musician from the Bahamas who made his name in America in the seventies. And um, he's he, I think he started off doing sort of like folk songs and stuff, and then he sort of he put on this character of the Obeya Man, and uh, which is like a sort of shamanic kind of. Um, uh, spiritualism that, that comes from West Africa originally, but like migrated with the slave trade. And one of the, uh, this album is absolutely brilliant. He sort of captures this whole sort of black magic feel about it all. But what I really like is how atmospheric it gets with very, very little um, actual sounds. So it's, it, it'll be like a cowbell or it'll be just somebody blowing down the microphone. And I think it's just so evocative. Um, so I'll, it wasn't this one I thought it was um, the, the song that I'm going to put on is called Paul Simon Nonto it's an amazing uh, track title name and uh, I love this change so I'll start for this <laughs> Let your voices shout spit the jumbe from your mouth with your four fingers knock remove the rock open the sepulchre let your voices like a harp call from the dead. The spirit of Paul Samanotu. We I looked. Come, come and help me find my head. <laughs> you call me back from the dead. Come kiss these lips that have no. Leave your souls down at my feet. And so he goes on from there and you get to find out the whole story of Paul Simon and Montu and his adventures with them. So that's from the album Exuma 2. He did two Exuma albums, which is actually a place in the Bahamas. It's where he's a place now. Um, and then he sort of went into more like live action stuff. He went into sort of doing plays and he... There's a there's I was just reading a review of something in the radical paper of uh, something later on that he did where it talks about how it was just uh, right so it's it's called Junkanoo drums that he did and I just really like this description where he uh, uh, 
Yeah, so Robert Palmer in the New York Times said he has no overall plot or theme, but he said consistency is original songs by the Bahamian singer, songwriter and guitarist. The songs have been elaborated into theatrical sketches with 40 dancers, singers and musicians participating. So it just reminded me of uh, Luciani. To be totally I mean, yeah. And the, the way that was approached. So the next one that I was going to put on is from a chap called Graham Bond. Um, now, it's uh, an English jazz guy who recently there was a player put on, I think, in Manchester about his life. Um, didn't he? He had some like dark set and this shit going on, didn't he? Well, yeah, uh, he's it, it's it, it's that kind of vibe, um, and he actually does some. It's actually so I bet Ezra already, but it's um, it's it's part of the Golden Dawn system, which is what Alistair Crowley was part of. And one of the initial rites that you have to learn in that scene is called the uh, Lesser Vanishing Ritual Pentagram. And so I'm going to play you Graham Bond's version of the LBRP. Um, Michael to the East. Is there something like, something like is. that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which you could see Christopher Lee doing in the film. Uh, which one is it? Is it, what's the... Um, Double Red Rides, Rides Out. Rides Out, he knows it. <laughs> Let the divine white brilliance descend. Let the divine white brilliance descend. Abrahadabra Felima. Abrahadabra Felima. Before me, Raphael. Behind me, Gabriel. As my right hand, Michael. At my left hand, Oriel. For before me flames the pentagram, behind me shines my father's six-pointed star. Ato Malkuth, Vegibura, Vegadula, Leola, Amen. And it cracks on like that. It's uh, it, it's well worth having a listen to that album. I thought it was great. It's it's very dancey and jazzy in places and uh, a lot of fun. Right, and my final. He was, one. Uh, let, let me just so uh, he the um, Graham Bond, the Graham Bond organization was was a big kind of jazzy pop thing, right? So both Jack Bruce and Ginger Baker were, were in that before Cream, and um, they were they also starred as themselves in a movie that Alistair has brought up once before, The Gonks Go Beat. Oh. They're, in, they're in gangsta, right? But um, yes, interesting. That's a, a callback, like what Harry Hill would do. Uh, okay, so my final one is by Georgie Jaw, uh, which is Hermes Trismegistus, which is obviously the, the famous antediluvian uh, prophet before Moses and Thoth and all that kind of thing. Uh, he's never sounded so good as he does in there. Dois mil anos antes de Cristo, o faraó Hermes Trismegisto escreveu o um maravilhoso tratado hermético com uma ponta de diamante e uma lâmina de esmeralda que foi encontrado vários séculos depois pelos soldados de Alexandre o Grande na famosa pirâmide de Gizeh. 
Salve Hermes Trismegisto que tem as três partes da filosofia. Good times, good times. So, yeah, I mean, fantastic choices there. I, I don't know. I'd never heard of the Exuma, and I do want to know much, much more about Paul Simon Nontooth. That is beautiful. Um, yeah, the Graham Bond was nice and jazzy, and that uh, George Ben, you you just can't go wrong, right, with all that Tropicalia kind of stuff with his um, Gilberto. Sitana um, Veloso, he did, little, he did a bit of stuff with them, but um, Gilberto Gill and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I think Jordan Joe is definitely beautiful stuff. What uh, Alistair? Oh, yeah, yeah, just, just all, very nice uh, choices there, Phil. Um, yeah, the, the, the first one I, I wasn't aware of either. Like, uh, it, it does sound very soundtrack, and it like as soon as you start playing it, it was just like this just sounds like a play, and then you sort of explained it, and it was like that completely makes sense. Um, Graham Bonds, I'm familiar with. I think I've got that LP somewhere. I'll have to dig it out. Um, it's all right. It's a bit at miss at times, like. Um, but that, that was a good one. And that's that's one that you should play on number 11 with your, your doors open for just to, to entertain your neighbours when they're in the back garden having a barbecue. Um, and, yeah, yeah that, that last one was proper groovy. Nice, 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 nice. Aye. Um, Ezra, what did you make of them? It's all, all up your alley, isn't it? Yeah, it was Fucking proper smashing. Um, that that you know to um, to paraphrase Alan Partridge, Graham Bond organization. They're only the band that Cream could have been. Like, I mean, yeah, like uh, Cream are okay enough ish. <laughs> They're not as bad as the Rolling Stones, at least. But that fucking record that was absolutely sizzling, sizzling business. I'm really looking forward to uh, listening to it again and listening to some more Graham Bond stuff. Like, very fucking good. Um, and the Exuma, too, was amazing. And, you know, I, I love that. Like, uh, it's kind of like Carolina Rainbow, you know, with a lot of their albums, with a lot of their tracks. You'll hear this kind of tremolo effect. But when you dig into it, you'll find out that it's actually the vocalist just waving the microphone in front of <laughs> Uh, and and you know so you hear that on the exuma like the kind of but actually you know i prefer that you know rather than downloading a fucking sample pack of atmos sounds which really seems to be de rigueur these days if you'll pardon my french like yeah you know just fucking whistle i mean like Sorry to go on a tangent here, but the whole concept of sample packs has always confounded me. The only one I ever downloaded was Cheap Synths by Yamaha and Casio, because I love the sound of cheap synths. It, it, what's what's up with the old BBC sound effects LPs? <laughs> well, I'm with, I'm with Ezra that it's one of the things that got me into the fall was was Marky Smith's cheekiness of just doing noises down the microphone, whether it's like trumpet fanfares or blowing for wind noises and stuff like that. It's like why doesn't more why don't more people do that? It's just much easier. I mean, there's one yeah, thing. I mean, 
for me, the fact of the matter is, is that if you want a sound on your fucking record, you can actually make it. And more often than not, you can make it with your mouth or by just like connecting a part of your body with a solid object. As I'm completely with you. It's like, it's like, stop being a lazy bastard and fucking do it yourself. But do you know what? I went to, a few years ago, I went to Tintagio uh, in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. It was a really sunny day and there was, there was two guys there doing storytelling. And one of them was like the main narrator and doing it. And the other guy was just doing noises and like sound effects to just sort of make it a bit more atmospheric what they were doing, you know, like sort of jangling goat bells and things like that. Or like banging things against each other and fighting. And it's like, it, it's, it, it made it so much more entertaining. And it's such a simple idea. Now, well, I've not mentioned this, lads, but I actually got a sponsor for today's episode, and it's actually um, Producer Sphere. So we're just going to have a listen for a minute. It's in 2021. These sample packs cover a huge range of genres and production styles, and there'll definitely be something in here for any producer watching. So when going through all these packs, I'm not going to play through the individual samples. It's free 2021 starter pack, which includes some amazing vocal hooks, atmospheric pads, number six, all sampled some unique glitch. Number 17 is this huge collection. So thanks. So, I mean, one thing that none of us would ever accuse Exumer of is relying heavily on sample packs, but maybe if he had, he'd have had a little bit more success. That's all I'm saying. You know, now you've, now you've played that small flip, Brendan. It's, it's, that actually looks like really good value. Yeah, actually, sample packs are actually really good value for money. And for us producers out here that are grinding, and we we don't always have an orchestra at our disposal. You know, we're not all on obscure 1970s indie label. Anyway, the last... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, my, my thing is, is that, like, if there's a sample that I can't recreate with my body, my record collection, or my instruments, I go on YouTube. It's, it's, I decided to... It's interesting you should say that because I actually got a second, a second, um, <laughs> <laughs> second advertiser who came. Uh, what, what they they cancelled my supply subscription. Well, to free because all of the websites I'm going to show you are actually. So, I mean, what I think we can agree to disagree here, but it's the final card to our showdown here. So Ezra, you brought a song prolapse that band that famously Alistair hates and. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't famously hate them. I just thought they were a bunch of two first bastards when I met them. Hold on, I'm just getting a phone call. <laughs> ring, 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 the singer's Scottish. What do you expect? Exactly. Let's have a listen. So this is a long song, isn't it? But um, what, you want me to play the whole thing? Yeah, I think from around four or five minutes, you'll probably get the best. What song's this? Flex. Uh, built okay. entirely from a sample, free sample packs.
that song called flex up against uh i need a hundred dollars by one string sam this is a this is the song that i'll put in this week's playlist as well as the first one because it is a really good tune i'll i know you're a vote splitter but which way would you go prolapse the band you hate or uh one string sam the song you're putting twice uh well like one string sam uh that was like he just sort of like did one gig and kind of like disappeared. One gig, like one the, string. That's, that's his, that was his yeah, one, one string. But yeah, he played the Ann Arbor Jazz Festival, nineteen sixty-eight or sixty-nine or something like that. That's where that recording's from. Uh, and then it's just like he spent the rest of the night entertaining people backstage and was never heard of again. Um, but yeah, the judge says he needs a hundred dollar. Um, fucking hell, I don't know what he's been doing, but um, yeah, I prefer that one to prolapse. Thought the prolapse one was all right. Yeah, you would have loved that if you didn't have their name on it. You're rotter. <laughs> that prolapse song is really good. Ezra, it's a, I've never heard that one by them before. I don't think I'm going to have a, a good old listen to that. But it was, it was splendid. But of course, I'm, I mean, really like the rawness of the of the one string band. But um, it's a tough choice for me. I think I, I think I'm going prolapse. Uh, Phil, which way are you going? Yeah, this is another tough one. I've, uh, I'll be honest with you, I've not heard any prolapse before, so that was my introduction. Um, and I, I, I like that. I'm, I'm going to go and put some on now. Actually, when we, when we finished on here, and have a, have a listen to that because I, I really like that. But that one string Sam stuff's right, isn't it? It's, it's, it's kind of mythological that stuff. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to have to split my vote, I guess, on this one. Well, splitting, and uh, I'm, I'm guessing Ezra's going for prolapse. Yeah, I mean, this song was actually also my introduction to Prolapse, and all their other stuff is is this good. I mean, this this track's amazing. It could be twelve minutes rather than fifteen minutes, but that's splitting hairs. But it, it's just this perfect Venn diagram dub hardcore punk. Hardcore no punk? Really? Yeah, yeah. Got shouting people. Wait, 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 go on, give me a comparison hardcore punk band to, to that. No, no, that's hardcore. That's hardcore. <laughs> Answer the question, Ezra. What the shouting. <laughs> Is it, that, that qualifies it as hardcore punk. Sorry, Ezra, sorry. I'm giving you a hard time for no reason. Yellow <laughs> I card, Alistair. I, Yellow I, card. I thought it didn't go anywhere, that one. It was dead basic. It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Where's that mute button? Oh, hardcore punk. <laughs> Mr. Prejudice against uh, oh, do I, I, don't, I don't fucking hate prolapse. <laughs> I mean, playing devil's advocate, shouting doesn't make it punk, does it? No, that, that's what the guy in the bus station does. For me, and I have been to hardcore shows, for me, it's the tempo. 
Don't justify yourself, Ezra. Don't feel like you have to validate yourself against that. No, 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 this is like, you're talking to me, you're talking to me like a hardcore punk grindcore band for about 17 years. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm counting as hardcore, so you, you, you veet, you've got outvoted. It's hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah. Prolapse are now officially Obviously, hardcore. Obviously, hardcore. Obviously, hardcore. Obviously, hardcore. Obviously, hardcore. They're one of the best bands. Um, and yeah, you know, like, if you like that, you will not be disappointed yeah, with anything. I, I haven't heard the last album. Um, I don't agree everything. with that, though, Al, surely, that Prolapse are one of the best bands. Um, they're a band. <laughs> so, well, uh, Alistair, gave me, Alistair gave me a lot of songs that we haven't had a chance to play. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm play us out with a selection of tunes. We'll say our goodbyes here and I'll but, I'll play the tunes. Brendan, Brendan, if you can yeah. play that Lucifer one halfway through. Yeah, yeah, will do. I'll play all of these and I'll play that Lucifer one halfway through. So we're going to have a listen to um, Bridge Burner. Who's that one by? Magrudigan. Mag- 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 no, no yeah. this is hard, though. But they're doing this. This is a slow one for them. Fair enough. Um, well, so we got banana splits doing the banana split. We got um, another one oh. string band. John doing uh, Eddie one string. John's doing it. John Henry, Max Romeo, Wet Dream. The theme from this uh, do a duet, shouldn't they? Two strings together is too much for some people. We're going to listen to Re- Residents, Hello Skinny, uh, Lucifer and Coelis, which is from the Slava Kunst Orchestra. We're gonna we're gonna have a bit of a list of Lobby Boss later by Stereo Lab and You Make Me Die by the Mighty Caesars, as well as a couple of other things. Um a beautiful trek. It's been a long one. Uh, hope you listeners enjoyed it. I enjoyed your selections, gentlemen, and, and our banter. I'll be downloading some sample packs and going to some hard hardcore shows uh, over the weekend. So I'll report back on that. Uh, anything, any last goodbyes before we go on our summer break? Long pen. Exactly. I have actually um, got some samples available online. Um, <laughs> there's Ars Bombs volumes one to nine, and also Public Toilets from Ooh. twelve midnight till six a.m. Volumes one till sixty-nine. Um, uh, well- if you're interested in purchasing. Any of those sample packs from me? Get in touch with Brendan, <laughs> and um, he'll let me know. Yeah, self-addressed envelope. Don't forget that. Yeah, self-addressed. Well, we're going away for three weeks or so, so we'll be back in after that with some more fall round two. Finally, might just have a few more round one episodes before we get there, but we're nearly at round two now. <laughs> Video today's video is about how I make samples and how I get them up on my website. Um, so have a good summer, all of you, and um, stay all the strong. Behind the scenes, everything you need to know. Okay, no, we, we've had we've had enough about sample packs now, young man. Let's uh, let's do some go grind on our way out. Bye, bye. There are you, shitters.
marching for my dillinger. John Henry told his captain, Yes, a man wasn't nothing but a man. And before that I was dead, dad could have beat me down. I would die with that hammer in my And I would die with that hammer in my Little girl, little girl, why did you buy your dresses from? Well, I bought my dress from a railroad man and my slipper from my dollar and then mine and my shoes from my dollar and then mine and my shoes from my dollar and then John Henry when he was at his grandfather's father that old shovel on that beat.
on the end of an eyedropper sucked him in. Now Skinny never knew any questions, and Skinny never looked at lights, but Skinny sold something every single night. al comandante Tom yes. control de tierra al comandante Tom yes, estoy gira. tome sus pastillas póngase el yelmo no vale estar. control de tierra al comandante Tom y sí, oigo, y oigo Comenzando bien, cuenta bien, atrás, bien, motores bien, en ocho, marcha. vaya con Dios. Este es el control de tierra, Tom. Con si se atreve a consumar esta visión Abra la escotilla y salga al exterior 
Dessus 